scripture text and um, as we read, please stand together as a sign of reverence. We're going to read from Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. This is God's word. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Now turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6, where Paul picks up the same language in the New Testament. Chapter 6, verses 1 to 3 in Ephesians. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Let's pray. Father, as we turn now to your word, we ask that you give us attentive hearts, that we focus and that we learn again from your truth, and that those of us who need to be equipped, that you will equip them, those who need to be admonished or rebuked, that you will do um, according to your will, and that we will be uh, built up in holiness and comfort to your glory. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. I'm always thrilled when I hear that a new, um, uh, that a married couple announces that they are expecting. It's, it's just a wonderful thing, um, a beautiful thing, a gift from God as we often say uh, a new, that, that they become parents. And, and there's this special moment when you hold your first born in your arms. The, the others are special as well, but the, the first child that makes you a father and a mother, uh, many fail um, or can't describe the feeling, the emotions that overcome you in that moment. But I also rejoice uh, for a different reason, maybe a more selfish or, or mean one. I'm, I'm glad that there's another couple out there who goes through the pains of being a parent. Um, another couple who won't be able to sleep in and um, needs to come into the enjoyment of, of full diapers and, and stressful days and sleepless nights and, and colored walls and, and you name it. Um, Parenting is a difficult task. It is, it is a great responsibility. And there's probably not many um, more painful experiences or, or hurtful things than, than to see your children dishonoring their parents, dishonoring um, father and mother. Um, and, and this is where the fifth commandment uh, speaks into it, it, it speaks about family. It speaks about the principle that God commands that ought to be within and at work uh, uh, within a family. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. This commandment, this commandment brings us also to the second part of the table. Theologians have often, often divided the Ten Commandments into two tables, and 
we have on the first table the, the first four that are concerned with our relationship with God, concerned with the way and, and the honor that God needs to have in our life, the supreme place in our life, the way we are to worship him and the time at, uh, in which we are to worship him. And then we come to the other six that are concerned with our human relationships, our relationships with one another. And of course, there's a reason why we have first these four commandments and, and that the other six are against the backdrop of those. It teaches us that we will never be able to get our relationships with one another right unless our relationship with God is right. And so we come to the first commandment on the second table and we notice that God begins with parenthood. God honors parents and it is of great importance that God begins in the home, in the family. It is in your family, in your home, where you encounter first, your first relationships. It is in, in, in a real, true sense, the foundation of which all other relationships are built upon. And it's more than that. It is, it is the fountain on which all other relationships grow. First and foremost in the family. That is why this commandment is so fundamental. And, and why God begins the relationships of humans with this commandment. And, and so we come to this commandment and, and we want to consider what does this commandment prescribe for children? What does it say to children? And it's really summed up in this one significant word of honor. This, this word that contains primarily reverence and respect. And if you, if you read through the Old Testament, you'll, you'll find frequently this, use, this word used in connection with God. God is to be honored. God is to be respected and, and brought reverence towards him. It is, it, respect and reverence is due to God. And so what is described here in this fifth commandment is, is in a sense that, that we should lovingly obey and submit with reverence and respect those who have been given by God a place of honor and authority. God has put parents into the family and has given them a place of honor and authority. Again, it is the very first place where every single human being encounters and experiences the concept of authority. And, and as a side note, I thought it is quite remarkable that, that God in this fifth commandment says, Father and Mother. With, with all the bad reputation and criticism that Christianity gets from, from the unbelieving and, and the world, here God says, Father and Mother. Both of them deserve equal honor from the children. Isn't it wonderful how God waves, weaves that in? And so the first encounter of God's principle of this pattern of authority we find in, in family, being worked out here first in, in, in your home with your parents. But if you read the larger catechism, this is, not, this is not all there is in this fifth commandment. It is not restrained to the family. This pattern that God gives in family carries over into all spheres of life. Not on, does not only apply 
to fathers and mothers, but to other things. You are, not, you are a child, but you're also a member of this church or another church. And you're also a citizen of this country or another country. And you may be an, an employee of, of one corporation. And so scripture teaches us to honor civil government. The confession actually referred to the civil government as, as nursing fathers. Did you, did you know that? Scripture refers to, to, in the Old Testament, to kings and queens as, as fathers and mothers. They have authority. Scripture commands us to, to honor our elders and give them even double honor and, and honor our masters, our, our supervisors, our, our boss. But where are we to learn to respect and honor authority if not at home, in our own home? And so this is why God begins here. This is why, why family is so crucial. Family is the basic unity of society. God has created and instituted family. And, and God promises his blessings upon Abraham and his children. God covenants with, with households and families. This is how God deals. This is why families and parental relationships are so crucial and important. And within the family, God teaches us what it means to honor and obey him. From the way we honor and obey our parents. And this is again why, why the first and second table is, is, is connected and linked together. Actually, in the Jewish tradition, they, they keep the fifth commandment on the first table. Because it shows that, that you honor your parents shows the way you honor God. John Calvin made a great deal of it. He, he said, honoring our parents is evidence of honoring our God. How do we honor our parents? What is a very practical way? Honor is this, this Hebrew word that, that, that can be translated as, as weight, heaviness. You say to someone, can you weigh in with your opinion? There's the same idea. When, when we think of honor to our parents, they, they need to carry a heavy weight in our life. Their opinions need to, to be uh, of much weight in our decision making. Honoring also includes obedience and, and thanksgiving. And as I, again, you, you can read it in the larger catechism where there are many, many um, things you can, can do to honor your parents. They, they clothe you, they feed you. There's, there's reason, Paul says, it is right to honor them. Think of all the things they do for you day in and day out. You honor them by caring when they get older. And as, as I was reading the larger catechism, it also says prayer. You honor them when you pray for them. Um, as I was reading that and, and actually convicted, um, I, I, got my, I, I got a text from my mother asking me how I'm doing. And I thought, way to rub it in. You know, I already am convicted. And, and I, I told her, I'm, I'm so sorry, I should get back to you more. And she said, no problem, I know you're busy. Um, 
godly mothers who, who never forget to pray for us, uh, who think about us when we forget them. There's, there's so much we can do for them. And, and where do we see that perfectly played out and, and exemplified? Of course, we're there where we see everything perfect. In Jesus Christ, when he, not only growing up, did, did submit himself to his mother and father, but, but at the very end, when he's hanging on the cross, he was concerned about his mother. Hanging on the cross, being, being uh, dishonored, the Son of God, abused and crucified, he, he turns to John and says, Behold your mother. And he turns to, to Mary and says, Behold your son. He honored his mother from his first days to his last breath. And this, children, is, is an example that we greatly need to learn and, and, and follow. But Paul says, we obey in the Lord. It is not only an example. He gives us the power by his spirit to do so. But when we think about what is prescribed for children, there's also something presumed of parents. Behind the obligation for children to the, to the parents lies a presumption for the parents. Uh, the, the obligation here upon the parents, uh, there's an obligation here upon the parents as well as on the children. And this is not much less of a weight and burden or, or, or a res- great responsibility. Parents, it is from you that, that the child first learns what it means to honor, love, and obey God. And, and so it, it, we should make it a great business, our great business of our life, to be worthy of that honor that we ought to receive from our children. Mark Twain and I'm not sure if I'm allowed to quote Mark Twain in sermons. I'll find out afterwards. But he said, it is better to deserve these honors and not have them as to have them and not deserve them. It is, it is on us to make sure that we never make it difficult for them to honor us. This is our obligation. This is the obligation that God lays upon his parents. And isn't it the pledge that we, that we take and give when we bring our, our babies, our infants, um, for the baptism? We say and we pledge that we will teach them in the ways of the Lord. And we pledge that we will pray for and, and with them. And we, we pledge that we will nurture them and, and that we'll bring them up in admonition and, and you could say rule in, in our households and, and, and set an example of piety and, and godliness. This is our responsibility that we bear before God and, and this is the great challenge of, of parenthood. You stand in the place of God to your children, so to say. They learn about God from you. They learn what it means to be uh, compassion. Uh, when they see your compassion. They learn about love when they see how you love your wife or your husband. They learn about wisdom when they see how you apply the the wisdom of of God's word in in your life. 
They learn about forgiveness when they see how you forgive your wife or you forgive your husband. Or even when you go and ask for forgiveness by your children. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be in trouble for that, but, but I love my mother dearly and, and, and um, I respect and honor her very much. But she, she grew up in, in Russia and I don't know what, what, how they were raised, but they are not allowed to show any weakness to the children. They, they are the, the strong ones. They carry everything and they, they, it seems like they don't show any weakness and, and are always strong. And, and asking for forgiveness is often a sign of weakness. But I, I, I believe and I'm, I'm convinced, and as we heard this morning in the sermon, there's, there's a great thing about being weak and asking for forgiveness. And there's a powerful thing to, to go to your children and, 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 and say, I, I've dealt wrong with you. Forgive me. And it's, it's a daunting task, isn't it, as, as parents, to be in that role. God's fatherhood is a pattern for, for our fatherhood. And, and no less important is, is the mother. Spurgeon, he said, most men are what their mothers made them. And the devil never reckons a man to be lost so long as he has a good mother alive. Isn't that true? Isn't that, doesn't that bring out the importance of our good and godly mothers? John Calvin said, parents are God's representatives and they fulfill a very sacred function. They are God's spokesperson. You are, you are the storyteller for, for God, how God worked in history. You are a tool of grace in the lives of, of your children. I don't want to stress this picture too much, but often it is referred to Christ's threefold office of, of priest, prophet, and king. We all, father and mother, function as a, as a priest, as a, as a prophet, as we teach them God's word. Father and mother function as, as a priest as they pray and bring the needs of the children and supplicate the, to the throne of God on their behalf. And they function as, as, as kings and queens, as rulers in, in the household. Parents need to act in those terms and, and children are, are called to obey their parents. I often try to be to be nice and say, please go to bed and, and please pick that up. And then sometimes I, I, I get an answer that I don't like and, and she simply says, I don't want to. And then I say, let me rephrase that. Go to your bed. This is not a suggestion. Um, I'm mother and father, a ruler in the house. We are to teach them what, what, what is right and what is wrong. We are te to teach them what life and, and death is about. We, we don't say, if you want to finish your homework, go ahead. No, we say them. We tell them to do so. We tell them to go to bed. We, we tell them to do those things. In a loving way, not in a harsh, ruling way with an iron fist, but with a godly rule. And there's always the danger of an unloving spirit, absorbed by, by self-interest rather than the interest of others. But this is the great challenge, that we make it never difficult for our child, children to believe 
in God because of us. Yet there are many families where children will ask, what do I do when I grow up in a godless household? What do I do when my father is a godless man? Well, obedience, as we know, is not blind. And we need to obey God more than man, but there are other ways to still honor. Honor your parents. Pray for them. Be thankful for the things they they do good and well. But honor is not always or only equal obedience. But our goal is to be parents that, that manifest Christ, that show, shows forth the, 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 the love and compassion and, and forgiveness of Christ, mercy and grace, and, and that when we say something to our children and they don't agree and they don't understand, but they trust us because they, they know that we love Christ and they know that we love them, and they say, I don't agree, I don't understand, but, but I trust you and, and I love you and honor you. And that's why I, why I obey you. This is the kind of father that, that we should long to be. This is the kind of mother that we should, should be and the kind of example that we are set for our children. And we do so when we have Christ as our prophet, priest and king. You become a prophet for your children when the Lord Jesus your great, is your great instructor. When you're keeping yourself in his truth and when you're laying at his feet and, and listening to his word, you become a priest to them. When you, when you draw near to God day by day and, and to, to your great high priest and to, you, you pray to him and you learn of his patience to, towards you and, and, and you grow in your patience to your, toward your children. And you become a good ruler by submitting yourself a thousand times a day to, to the rule of God over your life and in all the areas of your life. It is in the Lord that we raise our children. It is in the Lord that we honor our parents. So, Paul and Moses speak also of this, this promise that follows. What promises God to his people that, that honor father and mother? He says, so that they live long in the land. That we may go well with you and that you may live long in the land, verse 3. There, there's a blessing in that commandment, a very practical blessing. A very straightforward blessing. If you listen to your parents, you will, it will go well with you. If they say, don't cross the street on a, at a red, on a red light, and you don't listen, it does not go well with you. There are many things very practical. If you don't eat the things that they tell you not to eat, if you, if you, if you do your homework, if you, if you do all these things, if you honor authority, your life will go well. If you honor authority, society will go well. Imagine a society where everything is, everyone is doing what is right in their own minds. Nobody is caring for authority. Nobody is caring for the rules that are set out. That means terror. That means chaos. That means death. 
Of course, that is not all, uh, in an absolute sense. They are good children that listen and honoring, honor their parents, but they, they die early. This is a general proverbial sense. And it is good. We do well if we honor parents. We do well if we honor authority. And, and society will be blessed. Families will be blessed. But let me close with, with a question to, to you children. What is, so we go back to the beginning, the most pain that you can give your parents is by dishonoring them, disrespecting and disobeying them. But what is the, the, the greatest honor you can give them? Or, or parents, what is the greatest honor that you can receive from your children? Very specifically. And, and I'm thinking, and I believe I speak for all of us when I say the greatest honor you can give to your parents is when you believe in Jesus Christ. When you believe what they've taught you. And you, when, you, when you imitate them as they believe in Jesus Christ. There's no greater joy when, when parents see their children believe and follow Jesus Christ. And he's not only promising you a long life on this earth, but believe in Jesus Christ and he will give you eternal life. Eternal life together with him in heaven, in the heavenly land. So let us honor our parents. And with that, let us honor God and, and His Son and, 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 and believe in Jesus Christ, for He is worthy of all honor and glory. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You so much for your wisdom, your instruction, and your commandments. And, and we thank you for our parents. We thank you for father and mother who care for us and, and pray for us and, and clothed us and fed us and, and, and made us in, in many ways what we are today. Father, help us in the Lord to honor them, to pray for them, to, to be thankful for them. Father, I also pray for us um, that are parents, that we will be a good example of piety and godliness, that we will not cease to pray for our children, that, the, you, that we will teach them and nurture them and, and bring them up in, in you, Lord. Father, help us to, to walk before you and, 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 and earn and, and our honor that, we have, um, that you have given us as you placed us into this world as parents. Help us in, in all that we do to glorify you, Jesus Christ, and to believe and grow in our faith towards you. And we pray all these things in, in, in your name. Amen.